Hey, 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 everyone, welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. Ooh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on UK drug race, UK versus the world. <laughs> so let's raise a glass <laughs> and start spilling the GNT. Clank. Clank. You know, I, I long for the day when we actually sync up. Yeah, on saying what you know what of drag race been is. two and a half years. Like, if it's if it's not happened, it ain't happening. Okay. If, if anybody out there thought that this was rehearsed in any way, <laughs> and five and six and seven, no, 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 we, we're, we're just fake. not in sync and fake, and that's why we work, Tom. Oh gosh, Corona in the house. Oh, excuse me. Everyone, welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race, um, our live recap podcast, mm-hmm. isn't it? Where Dr. Tom and I recap each episode live. Now that way you get to hear what we think real time. Now we don't watch it and go away and think about what we think we think about the show. Mm-hmm. We watch it real time so that you get our original thoughts. The freshest opinions, the hottest yep. takes. That aren't tainted by what everyone else says. Oh. And you know that it's ours because we release it immediately. We do. You know do. that we are one of the first, if not the first, Re- RuPaul Jogos recap podcast to get out there. Yeah, I think we are. I think yeah. we are. Yeah. Well, how yeah. are you doing anyway, before we get into this Good, episode here? You know, full of, full of vigor. Yeah. Full of excitement. I just, I'm really, really excited about this season of Drag Race, actually. So am I. Season 14 is great, but there's just something about this concept of like an international all-stars that we've longed for for so long. And this mix of characters is great. You know, this bunch of queens that I never thought we'd see in the same room with each other. Yeah, I... I don't like that there's only nine queens. It's a weird number. I'm still thinking there's going to be a secret tenth at some point. And I feel that it's... I mean, obviously, for me, I feel like it's a trial. It's a trial. And they're trying to see how it how it comes across. Because we've got Drag Race Down Under. They easily could have got someone from there. They could have got um, someone I think from an, you know, a contestant from Thailand. Well, when, when this is recorded, Thailand, certainly. España. When this is recorded, I don't think España or Down Under were kind of like out and people knew the responses and stuff. Well, the responses Down Under wasn't, you know, the rest. They didn't bring any from Down like, Under. Like, my people did not bring it. Well, actually, my people did. It was Australia. It was Australia that let us down. And, and I'll say it again. Australia, come on. <laughs> You need to step it up. You've been saying it all your life, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. But they, you know, usually Australians are amazing. Like they are our rival. Like they're our rival country. Whenever we it comes to sports, it's just they're not bringing and drag. Well, there are, give us something. Chuck us a bone. Thank you. There are many amazing Australian drag queens. There just weren't that many who brought it on Drag Race. Yeah. It's fair to say, and the Kiwi girls just brought. The talent, the charm, the charisma. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I want to stay in the UK and not go back to New Zealand, I need to get this application done. Everyone, um, I, I may be, I may be deported. You it's never know. Possibly on the cards. My it's drag name is, you know, Visa Decline, and mm-hmm. it, it may come to pass. <laughs> and you are. I'm working on my application, so uh, send me some love, send me some good vibes. You are one unwashed dish away from me just reporting you, frankly. We did have a review today. Yay. So we got a review from Erin. Mm-hmm. Erin says, this is the best Drag Race podcast out there. 
Bowler and Dr. Tom are amazing and hilarious. It feels like you're having a wine or five <laughs> with your best friend. And I always look forward to the podcast after I watch an episode. I love you guys. Aww. Thank you so much, Thank Aaron. Thank you, Erin. That was really sweet. Erin's clearly been listening for a while because she knows our tendencies when it comes to drinking. Your tendencies. It's more you. It's more you. You know what? I go on and off about it and it never lasts. And there's no lasts, point being sober in life. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. Why? Why? Why deprive yourself of one of no. life's little pleasures, I say. Now, let's have a quick recap on last week. Now, what I did, I found out some tea. That the girls, you know, when it comes to the actual talent show mm-hmm. for the UK versus the world, they weren't, uh, they had to use original music because of copyright. I guess, is that a specific BBC issue? But actually, no, that, that, that's true of... of the US as well, because remember Coco wanted to do a Janet Jackson number for her All Stars thing, but she's told she wasn't allowed, so she did that very, very unusual dance. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe they even struck that because they were like, that's why you hear the girls dancing to their own music, mm-hmm. you know, or singing along to their own music. And um, Janaja K, her lyrics were turned down because they're a bit risque. So oh. that's why I'm like, is she lip syncing or is she just, is she just stripping? <laughs> let's, let's be honest like what are you doing girl I don't, I don't know like make a choice make a choice we heard from the judging the bag of chips lip synced which is strange because I, I don't you know they, they said that she lip synced her own song and she I was a bit off I think that's incorrect though because there were live vocals and I don't know why I'm saying I think the judges were incorrect but I'm convinced there were live vocals in there because you sort of ad-libbed at the yeah, end. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit iffy and confused on that. But I mean, that's what they say. That's what they said. I mean, I've re-listened to Bag a song a couple of times, and it's so bizarre. It's so unusual. It's such a very strange little song. It's part like children's song, part drag song, part like the Nolans circa 1982. Does it sum up? Does it sum up Chips? That then? is Bag Chips. Yeah. yeah. So. You, you want to know who I am? You're, you're my bio. Well, here's my song, track three. Thank you. It was you. so on brand. I mean, it is who she is. Um, I guess kind of like there's been, this, let's call it a backlash actually against Lemon's departure. She's a very popular queen. And there were many people who didn't feel like she was the correct choice to go. Oh, she wasn't. Ooh. She was not. She was not the correct choice to go. It should have been Janae Jacquet. And, um... I ain't mad though because you know I'm a fan of Janae and I yeah. and I really feel like they need to see a bit more of Holland. Holland's underrepresented. There's only yeah, one queen. They, like it's, it's so unfortunate, but I, but they do. We do need to see more from Holland, and but it's to the expense of us losing and. I mean, an Lemon's amazing queen amazing. like Lemon. Do you know part of it is yeah we've been spoiled so much with the the main season lately that we're kind of like not used to queens going home in the first episode because it just doesn't really happen on the main season anymore. Well, maybe they'll bring her back. I'd love that. Maybe they'll bring her back. I mean, they've only got nine queens. For God's sake, give, give someone a chance. <laughs> Without the chocolate, just everyone gets gold bars. Uh-huh. You get one chance to come back. Uh-huh. They ha- they have enough contestants to do that. Now, I-, um, I don't think okay. I gave Blue Hydrangea enough credit for hers because I didn't it didn't really tickle me it's not my thing that makes me laugh I mean it is what it is like you know sometimes you'll you'll see something that's for you you'll see something that's not it just wasn't for me but I want to give it I, I don't think I gave her enough props for being like the originality for the show mm-hmm. like that's the first time we've seen it and it was so many so many repeats of singing and dancing yeah. and, and, and everything else this was a first so I I 
didn't give the props to her. I only it's only because I watched it just before we podcast while I was waiting for your ass because he Tom Tom went to a, a work dinner at a restaurant, a business dinner, a business a, dinner, a business dinner mm-hmm. you a know, career planning dinner. <laughs> <laughs> She's that girl, everyone. I don't think I don't think you guys know how highly sought after this doctor is. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. <laughs> Tom, I read this thing. I read this meme that intelligent people deny that they're intelligent, <laughs> and I've denied it my whole life. So I'm talking about me, Tom. I don't know what you th- do. You think that's about you? It's about you, you thought clearly. I was talking about you there. No, no, no. no, no coming back to me. Coming back to me. Modesty incarnate. Yeah, and Jimbo. I mean, Jimbo. I mean, I said it was. I said, is that blackface? Like, kind of laughing well, because it was, but it wasn't. Well, do you but know what? It's, I listened back to the episode and my my immediate in the moment reaction was like, no, no, no. But I guess kind of like, I'd like to reframe that a little in the sense that like, not my place to say what is and isn't blackface to, especially to a black person oh, or any person oh, of colour. Not the YouTube apology. <laughs> I'm not apologising Not anything. the YouTube apology. What I would say is I would stick my... I've let, I've let my fans down. I ain't I let want, nobody down. I want everyone to know that. My, my, the sentiment behind what I said was I don't think Jimbo's intent Intention any was, way. yes, I think it, it just, it was in her mind what the look called for yeah but i don't think she was portraying a chess piece mm. and but you know what she did upload the a photo of mm-hmm. that outfit onto instagram and you told me last night that she changed it she changed it to a pure white face which again fits with the monochromatic theme some people prefer the original some people prefer that version but jimbo as an artist who's sensitive to other people's uh needs and sensitivities said well this particular artistic expression isn't worth upsetting people if they perceive that to be blackface. So I'm going to change it, yeah. which I think is a good thing to do. It is a good thing. But I, good I can, on you, I can, Jimbo. I can say, yeah, hand on heart, I know her intent was not to offend anybody, but she's clearly listening, which is great. Yeah, to the podcast, obviously. To our podcast regularly, I would hope. Let's get into the show. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's All go. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Now, of course, you know Lemon's gone. I have a question for you. Please. Anything. Now, the thing about this All-Stars format mm-hmm. is that in order to actually get a win, you need to win a lip sync. It's not like the normal seasons where you're awarded it and you only lip sync if you are in the bottom to save your life. Mm-hmm. In order to win and get a badge, you need to win a lip sync. Right. Now, does that mean that Jimbo... <laughs> Jimbo... Keep, I mean, I have no, I have every faith that Jimbo is going to be high throughout the season. Mm-hmm. She's just that queen. But will, does she really see what have what it now. takes? Like, I, I'm I'm afraid that she's not going to win. Because when you look at the other girls, Juju B, Lip Sync Assassin, Janae, JK, she's really good at lip syncing. Uh, Monika, good lip syncer. I'm sure Hole, good lip syncer. I mean, there's so many queens that she, she has to go up against. <laughs> I, I feel... Is it going to be a Achilles is, heel? She is the weakest dancer i'm not gonna say performer she's an amazing performer she is the weakest dancer and i don't think that um lip syncing slash dancing is in her repertoire i you know from all the lip syncs i've seen of her uh, there there could be certain songs that 
speak to her and i think they'd probably be about you know a bit more rock and roll well i heard, you know what i, I, I bet you the producers are trying to wreck their brain they're like oh, come on we've got to give her a win what song what, what I'm- song can we give is there a clown song that anyone knows about <laughs> if they're gonna pay ronald mcdonald like, <laughs> what can they give seriously it's, oh yeah ronald mcdonald's greatest hits um historically i think with the early all-stars or at least like the all-stars two kind of all-stars three format people would kind of perceive each challenge as having two winners and sure somebody wins the lip sync and they're like the lip sync winner as well but people kind of counted the wins for both not really because now you get a badge you get a badge so it's a bit of, different it, yeah in my mind in my mind and pangina heart. and jimbo have a win but pangina has a special win I, mean, I think it's open at to the interpretation. end of the day it goes down to badges. It's I think it's open to interpretation. The individual viewer will will use their discretion. I think it goes down to badges. So I'm a bit worried for um a jumbo, obviously, because if I only, mean if only Charlie Hyde was here. I have to ask. I mean, for someone like you know, for someone where dancing in is, is not your thing, mm. why would you go out there in like nine inch heels? I think she thought she was going to kind of give look and kind of like be this intimidating Libori-esque kind of statuesque figure. But to be fair, she kind of clomped around and fell over a lot, didn't she? I think her whole lip sync was trying not to fall over. <laughs> I think that her, her lip sync was trying not to fall over. A, there's two things I see here. Jumbo was not the best walker. She has at improved. all, and she's, she's improved a lot. And mm. every time she has to walk, she's walking with this lovely like... You know, like who's that? The um, lips, black hair, cartoon character lady. Hey, yes, yeah. she's her. Every time they walk, she's got the hips and the hands out, and it's like, yay, you can walk now. But now you got to dance. Do you know what I think? I think that getup was too much to get out of, and she would have had to repaint her face because she actually couldn't have just stood there with a black face without the mask on. Well, I would have changed the shoes. It's just the shoes, but it's part of the ensemble. Okay. Yeah, it's a fashion faux pas. Exactly. Yes, yes, I she know that just... I can't dance in this, but I, I what, shan't. What do you suggest? She puts on some court shoes? You know, just put on some sketchers. A gladiator sandal? <laughs> it's the S. Ah. <laughs> okay, so we're coming into the workroom, and um, there is a kind of, you know, everyone everyone wants to know, mm-hmm. Jimbo, whose lipstick do you have? And obviously, it's Janae Jacay. Yes. It's Janae Jacay. And now, now let's, let's, let's have a look here, because then Janae Jacay's like, oh, so you chose Alliance over Feedback. Well, Jimbo did say, because of the special bond that I have with Lemon, but I think Jimbo was saying that to try and be polite and gloss over things a little bit. Yeah. And probably not... Ex- she was pushed into expressing her true opinion, which was... Which was, Jim- okay, okay, you know what? You keep pushing me. Yeah. You suck. Your outfits <laughs> suck. Your walk was suck. Your dance sucked. The sleeves bobbing behind you when you were dancing sucked. You suck your shit. That's what she, you know, she, she did I didn't want to. I, you know, I gave you an out. Mm. She, you know, she was being really polite. I gave you an out. You should have lifted there. Oh, but, oh, but you want to know the truth. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. We, um, but this kind of lets us know and reminds us, you know, that Janae J.K. Is, is, she's feisty. She is a feisty girl. I remember from her own season, she had a couple of run-ins. She's oh, a yeah. She's girl. She's drag queen. I mean, it's, I had a flashback moment of when Abby OMG went up to her. Yeah. And she, she, she literally squared off. 
Well, that's Abby OMG. Ab- she squealed. Yeah, but she goes, but did I ask for your opinion? Little but did I ask one. for your opinion? Yeah. Because it was in the kind of untucked to the back where mm-hmm. she was giving, um, when she was already down and she was saying, oh no, something along the lines of, I do recall. you're shit. Yeah. Your fit was shit. <laughs> and ABMG went up to her the next day and was like, but then I asked for you. And she walked up. And she squared up. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't lie. I don't <laughs> lie. She walked up and she squared up. She was like, but did I ask for your opinion? Like, she went right up to her face. I, I was like, oh, damn. Abby was feisty. She was quite scrappy. Nepa, nepa, nepa. Okay. Um, but, I mean, okay. And Baloo says something that's really funny. She's like, Oh, so your lip sync was crap. Like, so did you deliberately throw it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you went out and gave your all? You gave 10 out of 10, almost twisted an ankle. You think that you did, you know what? I did great. I worked hard. And someone goes, I mean, did you deliberately try to be crap? Just so that you didn't have to give the lipstick? (laughs) Could you? That nerve. It looked like you were throwing it, Jimbo, were you? Or are you just not talented? <laughs> Which um, is it? You threw it or you're not talented? This is Blue all over. Blue's a little, she's a naughty little minx. She loves to stir the pot. She's a real instigator, our Blue. Absolutely. She makes excellent And the thing TV. is, she's just like this really cute, innocent look, looking like. She's the shady choir boy. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, well, we, we can't kick you. <laughs> I can't backhand you. Um, so I'm just going to have to take it. It'll be frowned upon to hit the child. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned something about Juju B when we saw them all together sitting down. Yeah. And then all their outfits. I just thought, like, I love Juju B and she's so beautiful. It's just the level of kind of. Polish? The, no, no, the polish is there. The Excellent. artistry. The oh, artistry okay. is not there. She was sitting next to Jimbo in this avant garde creation. Janie, you know, giving us old school Hollywood glamour. Monique giving us Nevertiti goes to Emerald City. And then, like, you know, Juju B is giving us something that for somebody for this being their fourth season of Drag Race, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. But it's just not. High concept. Does it have to be high concept? No. She can still look beautiful and rock the runway. But you just expect a bit more. Yeah. You know? And also, I could see her knickers when she was on the runway. The slit was too high at the front. I mean, she sat there in the middle of the couch amongst all these queens looking like one of the producers. <laughs> like one of Very the glamorous PA, producer. Like one of the PAs managed to sneak their way in the middle. And I was like, excuse me. Um, oh, sorry. It's Jujubi, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. As you were. I will say as that, you were. that aubergine color was lovely. But um, yeah, there wasn't a lot to it otherwise. Do you agree with Mo Hart's... Um, statement to Janae JK saying that I thought that your beginning look for your reveal in the talent show mm. was giving me first time in drag at a ball um butch queen drag first brunch. time in drags at a ball um do you know what do you know what I think the difference is yeah they're they're drag queens they're queens they know their craft and they know the details we're fans of the show we kind of look at something we think oh that's pretty or that reminds us of something that's a reference and I enjoy that I think to us sometimes the details we miss because we're not drag queens and that's what Monique was picking up on I think Again, Monique's great TV. She was expressing a strong opinion. Janie received it well. I think Janie must respect Monique's opinion a lot. 
Because she said, I'd, I'd prefer to have this straight feedback. Because Janie's quite a straight talker as well. Yeah. So I think she just appreciated somebody being straight with her. And she's like, yeah, I'm here to, you know, develop my craft as well. Um, um, I thought I was bringing something, but clearly I wasn't. It was that combined with Janae again coming for Jumbo. Saying, she, she was, hi, um, good morning. So... Now that <laughs> your friend's gone, um, I thought I'd just follow up on what happened yesterday. And um, are you going to choose alliance or talent? <laughs> it's like she woke up and chose to fight. Violence. She woke up that moment. Yeah, the, she woke the, up that morning and went, <laughs> ah, violence. They've all just finished their coffee and croissant. Yeah. And she's into it. Janie's a feisty girl. She, she, likes- she woke up. Jumped in the van on ice, got into the studio she on fumed. ice, and when they went and action, you can speak now. She was like, "So Jimbo, tell me now, are you gonna choose talent or are you going to, she just went straight for like she was she was thinking about it the whole time. Like they already had the discussion, and obviously she was not happy mm. with the outcome of her calling her out after the runway. So she held on to it. She slept on it. She woke Dead. up and still was like, Do you know what? I'm still not happy. I'm still pissed off. I I'm want gonna, blood. Yeah, and as soon as I'm off ice, I'm coming for her. I'm bringing the fire. Okay. I, I don't think she was ever on ice. I think she needed an ice pack so she could cool down. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I keep on thinking is what I'm loving these group dynamics because all of these girls are really big fish in their own ponds. That we're not just talking about the girls who are the biggest in their city. We're talking about some of the biggest girls in their own country who've all been thrown together. So we've got some really big egos in the room. They're not afraid to have their voices heard. And it's really, really good TV. Really, really enjoyable. It is. Um, good times. Now, and Rue, then there's, a, there's a clash oh, of the cultures as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Janae Jacquet, I, I think that the Dutch are they quite they're straight talkers. They're straight people. talkers. Yeah. So it's the straight talkers, uh-huh. and then other cultures like I, I think in Thailand that kind of talk is considered rude. Yes, I think it's Thai considered people rude. Are more so then, yeah, more soft and polite. There's a lot of respect. interpersonal communications. Um, We're speaking in broad generalities, but no, no, do- no. I'm an expert. I'm an expert, everyone. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did my thesis on um, drag conversations across global borders, Tom. So I know these things. I'm smart. I guess, you know, even among the Brit girls, we see kind of like regional variations. You know, I think the Brits do have a reputation for being kind of polite and a bit repressed and stiff upper lip and stuff. But Blue's just out there, you know, throwing out all the smoke grenades and just lighting all the fires, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but in a polite way, actually. She is being polite. Do you know, I've always found it fascinating in England and the UK that you can hear an accent. You can hear someone talk and be like, "Oh, they're from here," or "They're probably from here," yeah. or you know, "Oh, that, that's a Scarsex, that's a um, that's a Manchester," or "They're from Brighton." You can hear these things. That is so amazing to me because think- in New Zealand, I think there's only one accent. I think we all sound the same, and I think it's the same for um, Australia. It's it's just like it's either someone sounds really Australian or they just sound less Australian but it's still the same accent the same for New Zealand you can sound really Kiwi or you can just sound less Kiwi but you're still Kiwi over here y'all sound different it took me so long to understand the Liverpool accent the Scouse accent took me so long I think if our listeners go back and listen to our first few episodes you're still grappling you couldn't understand the Vivian 
on season one of UK. I had subtitles. <laughs> we for for the first season of UK, we had subtitles on because I was like, I don't know what these people are saying. Because you know what, from New Zealand, for me, everyone sounded like Harry Potter. <laughs> my knowledge of you know the my understanding of your accent was I feel it's just like was there was Harry Potter and I'm like then I came in people were sending all like oh yeah matey oh yeah baby <laughs> oh I love how your go-to point of reference is baby baby, baby. baby. oh you're right love <laughs> uh, and then I'm like what what are you doing what are you how dare you sound like that you should be sounding like Jude Law I'm <laughs> I'm happy to be corrected on this by any of our international listeners but I do my personal perception is I think the UK has a particularly diverse set of accents. Um, by by most country standards, I think obviously in the US, you know, you can distinguish some accents like New York or uh, Texas uh, or Louisiana. You know, there are there are regional variations, but I think the UK is particularly very girl. <laughs> that's that's more kind of subcultural than regional, though, isn't it? Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Sorry. Anyway, Rue comes into the room. Rue Paul, have you heard of her? Well, get ready because you're going to get to know her. Here she is. Um, and Rue comes in and it's a ball. Yay. It's a RuPaul ball. It's a RuPaul ball. Now, the three categories are, it's a RuPaul ball inspired by RuPaul. Kitty girl, which is a glamour puss. Look, now, this sounds familiar. We've seen cats on the runway before. We've seen them um, in uh, All Stars 4. Monique Hart has done Monique a catalogue before. Monique Hart was She'll just reuse that cat look. Um, and they were using a mini challenge on season 12. They were clearly given a brief to bring a cat look. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been done. It's been done. Let's see how this goes. I, I do like a cat look. I think your imagination can run riot there. You know, you can draw from lots of different references. I'd go as Garfield, I think. Okay. Mm, anyway. Mm. Um, Pink Panther. Pink Panther's been done. Wait, no, it wasn't because no, she, um, Money was a. There was a. Pink, was it pink? a pig? She came as a. She came as a. No, she came as a mouse. She got the nose a bit wrong. She got the nose and the ears. The ears <laughs> well, Pink Panther does have round ears. This is this is about the education system. Really in is. America. Wow, you know, it's l- lamentable. Is, <laughs> I I kid. I kid. Did she go to private school as well, Monet? Did she? No, that wasn't Monet. It was Monique. No, it was Monet, you're right. Monet had the... Monet went to private school? Well, she went to, like, uh, quite a good, like, art school, didn't she? And kind of learnt how to do people hating undercover. People hating undercover. Anyway. Um, And then next one is Butch Queen, first time in drags in a ball. Wait, no, it's a ladykins who's not afraid to put the bass in her walk. Yeah, but, you know, press is burning, Butch Queen. Oh. (laughs) What? That's from Paris is Burning. Butch Queen, first time in drags at a ball. I thought Butch Queen was just a masculine queen. I think it is, but it was a category on the ball scene. It was a category. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know that. The girls who trot out, you know, looking like Butch Queens. It's a great oh, scene in Paris Oh, yes, yes. I was on Pose as well. It was lovely. Yes. I just love that as a phrase. A bit of androgyny. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And RuPaul's early career, like when she was in Wee Wee Paul and that kind of thing, was very genderfuck. Yeah, it was. Um, so I'd love, to, I'd love to see that kind of androgyny, that kind of like 80s, Pete Burns, Boy George, um, Grace Jones, mm. kind of those kind of flavours I'm looking Absolutely. to look for. Um, and then the last one is you wear it well, which is the maid look, which we always place most 
emphasis on, don't we? They're going to make from scratch a dress that Rue would wear. Now, an original dress. So mm. not one that she has worn. They need to create an original dress. When you think of a Rue dress, what kind of elements do you picture? I think length. Mm-hmm. Gowns that touch the floor, She's asymmetry. Def- yes, definitely. I think shoulders. Um, yeah. Or, I mean, quite recently, lately, she's been showing a lot of legs. She has. I think. I think if you're going for a classic RuPaul look, sure, I would go for a floor length gown. Or, like, you can show leg if there's like a long train or overskirt, or like a thigh high slit or something. And hair, big hair. Big hair. I love, the, you mentioned the asymmetry. That's a very RuPaul thing. I think of like textures and ruffles. I think of flowers, bows, um, tool. Tool? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now, before we go into it next, if we just think about past performance of these girls in um, sewing challenges, who's in danger? This is a really obvious answer. Um, beggar. Bagger number one. Cheryl Hole. Cheryl Hole number two. Uh, Janae, in a way, because we're like, we, we, there was no sewing challenge in Drag Race Holland, so we, we've never really seen... She's an unknown quantity, mm. so we don't know. Bagger, she got a real pass, a real pass the week of the sewing challenge. She, she got an absolute pass. That Brillo, that, that outfit, the... I mean, when she's turned around and that nappy... I mean, she was... That it was criminal that she was not on the bottom. <laughs> she should have gone to jail. It was absolute criminal. It should have been jail for Bagger. Yeah, it really should have. She, she, she should, should have, have been, just Bagger. We're not going to eliminate you this week. You're just going to be arrested <laughs> by the fashion police. The DA is waiting for you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, behind the runway. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> um, Bagger was atrocious that week, um, and she was just declared safe. Now, Cheryl, to my mind wasn't a lot better that week. She wore um, that kind of Lady Gaga caution tape thing, except uh, with the gloves. Remember? Spirit fingers. Oh, yes. It was so, like, shapeless and unpleasant to look at, unfortunately. And it was kind of a a take off um, who was... Uh, where the hell my phone? Yeah. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my Mayhem Miller? Yes. It was kind of like Mayhem Miller's design Except taken. She, Mayhem did a really good job and won that week. Mm. And um, Cheryl did not. Um, so, yeah, I do think those two are in danger. Janie's no known quantity. Now, the girls I'm expecting big things from are number one, Jimbo. And Absolutely. Num- actually, number one, joint Jimbo and Mo. Yep. Yep. So, Jimbo. And Drag Race Canada made that wonderful rainbow bright look in the first episode. She did what I think was a fabulous kind of... But, so so why have you painted your face white and not your neck and your arms? I'm sorry, Jeffrey, I just ran out of time. Well, you all get the same time, just maybe use it better. All all right, Molly May, we all get the same 24 hours a day. (laughs) Okay, we all... Oh, God. Molly May's friends are Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Um... I, I love that undead Princess Peach look and she made out of paper. Um, can, sorry, can we just go back to that? Because I'm getting... Go on, go on. PTSD. Can you imagine... Can get some diazepam? You created this amazing outfit from yeah. scratch. Yeah. With a storyline as with, well. Yeah, storyline. And, and he, he critiques you not on that, but 
why is there not paint on your arms and your neck and your chest? Nobody critiqued Raja in season three for her Vivian Westwood look with a white face and her skin tone on the arms. <sighs> I mean, Canada's judging. I still, I still hurt. From, I still hurt. Yeah. From, you know, the effects still affect me today. They linger. They linger. Mm. I know. We're in therapy about it. Um, she also made, let's not forget, a really good makeover look that she oh, made. Oh, yes, that she made. And somehow she was safe. Um, and then the she went home on the ball and they said it was too much. And I hate that as a critique of a drag queen. Like, <laughs> she made that wonderful... Hello, drag queen. Yeah, a bit too much for my liking. <laughs> okay? Just too much. Yeah. Do you want to scale it back? Um, here. But I thought she looked great. I loved her kind of ice queen, kind of Alexander McQueen look. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Um, Monique, uh, Mo, let's not forget, she did that wonderful playing cards look that she should have won that week for um yeah or at and least she, been in the top she should have won but she was safe and that was really really strange i think that's as much as she did in season 10 now in all stars 4 i don't remember what she there made there was a makeover episode oh yeah i don't know if she made those they were brought outfits did they didn't have a ball the in all eye stars she had the eye look yeah but i think she brought that yeah she they might have made it at home did they have a ball in All Stars 4, I can't bring it to mind now. But we have to remember that in season 10, Monique Hart was known as the queen who was making she, outfits yep, right. on the go. Yep. You know, like she, the people, the queen just saying, like they're getting ready to go outside and she yep. was still sewing an outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she is a, she's a seamstress. She's a seamstress. Now, who else have we got here now? A Blue. Blue was pretty competent in her sewing challenge. She was put safe but she could have been high i think she did that kind of fruit pastels kind of um kind of jumpsuit with the tape and stuff it's not coming to mind it was it was competent it was cute it was very blue juju b has probably done more sewing challenges than anybody here so she did the gone with the window Mm -hmm. i think she was i remember that look i can remember that look i can see i can see the blonde the wig she was wearing i can can see the wig and i can see the um Maybe if you got yourself some manners, you wouldn't look so damn stupid. So that's the bridal challenge where yep. she also... Well, she she modified that dress. It was basically a sewing challenge, wasn't it? I thought there was a sewing challenge. They were, oh, give, they, they they were, were given, given enough the and they had to change it. And they had yep. to elevate it. Yep. And she was fine. Yeah, she looked pretty. She looked pretty in that. Then there wasn't one in All Stars 1, but they had a ball in All Stars 5. Yeah, she created that watermelon um, kind of yeah. look, didn't she? She made like a pretty tube dress. Yeah. Again, pretty not elevated. That's B. But I predict she'll be safe this week. I think so too. Especially given that Rue just loves her. Now, yeah. the thing about Rue... Oh, like, last one that we don't really know is Pangina. We don't really know what she can do in this capacity. No, no we don't. Mm. She's another unknown like <sighs> Janine. Yeah. Now, Rue's doing the walkthrough, and I'm, all I can think of is that RuPaul and Jujube, it just felt like old friends catching up. Absolutely. I mean, and and at, at this point, it is old friends catching up, <laughs> yeah, because really. she's done four seasons of this. She's been on many other franchises of RuPaul's Dragos and WoW. And also, <sighs> wasn't she on um, AJ and the Queen? Uh, possibly. Was she? I'd be surprised if she wasn't. Yeah. Um. If you think about it, they've known each other for 13 years because season two would have filmed 13 years ago. Cray cray, cray cray. Um, so the girls are in the workroom. Yeah, Rue's doing her little walk around. Some of the concepts are coming through. 
Um, I really like the color scheme that Blue is working with, that kind of like sparkly crimson, that kind of mellow. That looks really good. Um, My mind goes to Beggar. I mean, Beggar's so defeated. Beggar's such, she's, as soon as she hears there's a sewing challenge, she's checked out. Now we've seen this in Beggar before. The makeover challenge, remember? With her mum. Viv told her off, remember? Well... (laughs) Remember Viv telling her off in Untucked saying like, I can't be asked with you being so negative like this. You're my little mate and I want you to go to the end with me. Like, don't be so defeatist. You're really annoying me. Oh. Do you remember? No, I don't. Bagger can be really defeatist. It's part of her personality. If she's so, she's such a dichotomy. She's such a contrast. She could be so exuberant and full of life and the life and soul of the party. But when there's something outside of her skill set, like the makeover challenge, that's kind of a sewing challenge sometimes. Um, or whether it was seeing her mum or what, I don't know. Um, she really adopted a defeatist attitude and, and resigned herself to the bottom too. Then her fire came out again and she was amazing in the lip sync. She's a real roller coaster, is Bagger. All I can remember is on the runway explaining her mum's look. She was like, oh, you know, I couldn't make the dress because she's too fat. Oh, you so know, it's awful. hard to do face. Uh, it's hard to do her face because she's too old. So oh, you awful. know, her wig could have done this, but her head, she couldn't stand still. And it was just like, oh, my God. But she, I was happy Michelle caught her out. She's like, you bring your mum up here. She's yeah. too fat. She's too old. She, you know, she, you're just putting her on the spot. <laughs> Even the name she gave her, it was Bag of Chips and Sack of Spuds. <laughs> And to anybody out there who who doesn't get that reference, like sack of spuds is like we say in the UK, she looks like a sack of spuds, a bag of potatoes, because when somebody looks like basically bad and lumpy. There's undoubted um, childhood trauma. Oh, so (laughs) so there. And um, I think she decided to deal with it on national TV, you know, (laughs) the best place to air your grievances and issues. I Isn't genuinely it? feel like looking back at that, Bagger's mum was really trying to reach out and build something with Bagger. And yes, some of Bagger's anger came out in a really passive aggressive way. Slash aggressive. Not aggressive. passive. Not passive aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. She was letting her know exactly why do they choose you? Why are you here? Obviously, you've cost me the show. The, the, we weren't there when Bagger was growing up and there was clear complexity in the relationship. So yeah, I don't, it was brought up by a grandma. Remember? Yeah, so I don't judge anybody's emotional reaction in that situation, but it was it was interesting TV. Well, you know, Bagger's pulling the Tyra Sanchez mm-hmm. by sleeping. Oh my gosh. The thing is, Tyra Sanchez can sleep because she's a seamstress. Tyra sewed everything then went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She'd done the damn thing and it was like, oh, you guys are not on my level. I'm, I'm going to have a little nap. Jumper Roo came up to her and she was like, Tyra, sweetie, yeah. wake up. <laughs> that, yeah. Was yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was yeah. such a moment. And, yeah. and then she was like, okay, well, I'll let you get... And then after the talk with Tyra, RuPaul goes, okay, well, I'll let you get back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes back to sleep. But, 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 she has nerves of steel. <laughs> Say what you want about Tyra <laughs> yeah. Sanchez, but she is that bitch. Tyra just turns to her and says, I sewed my outfit in five minutes flat. They're all hot gluing. That's why they're still at work. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. How can people not love her? Oh, there's a lot bring to love back about Tyra. Ty- yeah, bring it's like, back why Tyra. don't people remember those funny moments? Eh? Um, so, what else is going on here? You know what? There's a moment with Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo, I feel, and tell me, you need to tell me what this is because I'm just going to say it in my head and then you're going to interpret it and explain it to everyone. Okay, okay. Okay. She went through Canada's Drag Race feeling mistreated and misunderstood and maybe she's held on to the feedback from those judges and it's actually affected her. So she feels 
the way that they've made her feel mm. that she wasn't good I mean all the times that she should have been high she never was she should have won more than one challenge oh. um, she wasn't glamorous yada 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 <laughs> I love to come back in that episode though so there's nothing glamorous about this at all got she, it she, she must have held on to that and now she's coming to all stars obviously knowing that she's amazing because everyone loves her, but still at the back of her mind, she must be feeling some sort of way that maybe there was truth and maybe maybe reports going to validate what they say and I am not as good as I feel I am. But there's something mm. that, that's just connecting. I mean, we hear it last week when she did the challenge and she was so happy that RuPaul loved her her, her look and understood her clown humor. Mm. Um, there's also a moment in um, Roscoe's where she was saying that she risked, she risked throwing one of the things to Mama yes. Ru yes. and she said yes and when she accepted it, it meant so much to her. <laughs> now that she's, she's coming here and she's actually talking to RuPaul and RuPaul is just loves her to bits yeah and she's telling her you know that she does and you kind of see jimbo have a very genuine moment yeah where she's she's broke down and she i'm living my dream this is everything i wanted and what's happening is, is it because of that trauma from canada's drag race i think you've kind combined of you've with- kind of thought out loud and i think you spelled it out i think I think she's having her first experience of being validated by somebody on a reality TV show that she looks up to. I think she would have loved to have that validation from um, Brooklyn. She probably did get it a bit off Stacey, Jeffrey. You know, to to be to be on a national pl- to portray your art on a national platform, especially when you're somebody with ginger, a uh, ginger Jimbo, who's a bit left of centre, a bit avant garde, a bit a bit kooky. I dare say, a bit quirky. Um, I think she probably fears being misunderstood quite a lot because she's not like a you know conventionally beautiful pageant girl or a, you know death dropper lip sync because she doesn't fit into those neat drag categories and she probably has faced quite a lot of pushback over the years in spite of being so wonderful and talented and beautiful and so yeah to get that from Rue is like a really big deal from for her. I I it touched me the moment touched me because it just. It was real. Yeah. I mean, I follow Jimbo's Instagram. She looks like she has a great life. Um, her husband's quite artistic as well, I think. I think they collaborate on projects. Mm. And I think she's got a great life and she doesn't need tons of validation from people like Rue. But it's nice to have it, I think. And Thank it's you. meant a lot to her. Now, we need to get into the looks because there's about 24 looks that we need to talk about. Yes. Okay. So, should we get to the runway? Is there anything else to talk about? Oh, can I just actually talk about, again... Um, there was a, actually quite a lovely conversation between Blue, Cheryl, and Juju B. Okay. Um, the, the reason that I I enjoyed this was that Blue doesn't actually show a lot of raw emotion or speak very emotionally, honestly, very often on TV. That's true. She's always she, cracking jokes. Or she's being cracking rich. jokes or being shady. So it was nice to hear her talk in a very emotionally honest way about. And again, it's, it's a slightly different topic to what we've heard before. We've heard about lots of queens where um, doing drag has been a way of them confirming their transgender identity that they always knew about, but drag allowed them to explore it in a safe space and it confirmed it for them. But we don't hear a lot about the girls who it's they've explored it, but it's kind of led to a degree of dysphoria. And there's that separation between the beautiful adored drag queen and the person behind it whose self-esteem isn't so great. And even though they're just as beautiful, 
they're not getting the same validation and adoration. So I just like, I think it was great that she spoke so honestly about that and spoke about how, because they often talk about, yes, yes, drag allows you to find your inner diva. And if you can be a drag queen, you can perform on stage. All your demons are going to go away and everything's going to be fine. But it's not that simple because sometimes the disconnect can be a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and your your character can find more praise and a literal spotlight, whereas you, the person behind it, don't. And that allows you to, to question your identity in a way that, might not be that helpful at times but you know again she says that um i guess what she's describing kind of don't want to put words in her mouth but she has something of a non-binary identity she doesn't quite identify with masculinity or femininity she's somewhere in between um and i thought it was a great conversation i like the way that that cheryl was very sweet and supportive towards it and juju kind of like spoke with a bit of experience which was nice mm. yeah it was a cute moment another moment that um I saw as well as, and what I feel as well, is there's something about Moha that is just regal. Yes. And just, she's giving me like winner vibes. She is just by yeah. the way she holds herself, by the way she talks, by the by her demeanor. And it, I mean, I know she's been shady. She sees some other stuff, but she's just, when I see her in the workroom, I'm just like, you're so regal. You're just she's, so, you, you just have it. You just have yeah, it. Yeah, she has got a real it she's, yeah, she's, she's really She fabulous. has it. And I just, I, I hope that this is going to be good for her because I really do feel that Mo's been mistreated on her seasons. Multiple yes. times. I, do, I think she's, I'm loving her confessionals again. Again, just one other little thing. I do love the way the girls seem to be helping each other in quite a reciprocal way in the workroom. Like m- when Janie's design went wrong uh, because of the fabric, Mo was helping her. Pangina's basically made Bagger's dress by the looks of it. I'm really interested to see if that's discussed on the runway, mm. especially if Bagger gets praised for it. And just general like sharing of ideas, it just feels can, like a, yeah. a bunch of like queens who are confident and aren't. Jimbo was helping somebody exactly. As well. Jimbo's been helping a lot of the girls. Yeah. I think she was helping Cheryl at one stage and then helping someone else. Yeah, it's like so. The, it's it's RuPaul's best friends, right? They're not threatened, so they share, and it's great. They're, they're pulling the Bianca. Do you want know to call this sisterhood? I was going to say a Bianca Darioing it. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at the runway. Okay, time for us to have a look at some looks. Are you ready? More than ready. Now, remember, it's the RuPaul ball, and the first category is Kitty Girl. Kitty Girl. Starting off with Pangina Heels. Pangina comes out with something really avant-garde and cool. She's giving a Sphinx cat realness. There's a reveal. She's give, Remember Rachel's cat from Friends? Yes. That's what she's come as. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But she's got this kind of like... Egyptian collar, um, and that kind of motif. Really, really good. This also reminds me of some character from um, Dragon Ball Z. I can't remember the name. But this looks amazing. Mm. This this is wow. Really, really This good. is wow. Yeah. So Benjana's starting off amazing. Yes, very elevated, very cool. Janae Jukai? So Janie is referencing Bastet, who's the Egyptian goddess of fertility, which is cool. Um, I think this is a nice look. Uh, there's the kind of white chiffon and the beaded kind of jeweled bodice. It's very it's very kind of Liz Taylor as Cleopatra. It's very Katy Perry in the Dark Horse video. Um, and she, she throws some nice uh, 
hieroglyphic shapes on the runway. Very oh, cool. walk-like. And Some Vokans. Yes. Some Vokans on the runway. Egyptian style, as um, it were. You know what? I just wouldn't... I, I, it's hard because she's walking out after Pangina. Mm. And, you know? It's like, I'm in this wow mindset. But Janae's look is great. This is a great look, so... Yeah, it's possible. It's a, it's a good look. I, I would say it's possible that she had a Cleopatra outfit that she made fit the theme by sticking on some ears and some cat face paint. But she looks cool. Yeah. But, but it makes sense because, you know, Egyptians and cats. Oh, they worship the... Well, yeah. we still worship the cats. Uh, Cheryl Hole. For Cheryl, this is quite good. But then again, when I start to break it down, it's a bodysuit she probably had with a white fur shrug. But she's put the big bow on it and there's the cat ears and stuff. Yeah, you, you're right. She probably ha- That's probably one of her coats that she wears, you know, on the on the daily. Yeah. <laughs> that she's put over a, um, a jumpsuit. She's not putting any cat makeup either. And and, and the ears, I, I I think you could buy them from yeah. like the home bargains. She's giving me... I'm a- joking. Buy some ways. It's cute. She's giving me a bit kind of like, uh, what if Jane Mansfield or Marilyn Monroe were a cat? Mm-hmm. Little little touch of Felicia from Darkstalkers, but I might be giving her a bit too much credit there. It's cute. It's it's um, not elevated. It's cute, but not elevated. Yeah, yeah. it's cute, but not elevated. Um, next up, we've got Jujubee. Speaking of cute, but not elevated. <laughs> Jujubee's come for the wrong <laughs> runway theme. Jujubee, you know what? Her dress shows that she's got such a great personality. <laughs> oh, God. Um. This, I'm a bit confused, to be honest, because I'm thinking that, she, I'm thinking her outfit got ruined or lost or something. That's all I can think. Or maybe she couldn't wear it. Yeah. For some reason. Because this is so off, the theme. that I'm getting, in, in no parallel universe am I getting cat. Does she look pretty? Yeah. She always looks pretty. But the category is-, is kitty girl. And then she walks out on this. The category is space invaders. She's going to wear this. The category oh. is um, alien invasion. She's going to wear this. <laughs> this is she what she's going to wear. She didn't even have the good grace to put on some cat ears. No, she, exactly. She didn't have the audacity, the nerve to just put on some cat ears or at least paint on some whiskers. She was just like, no, this... This I, is kitty. I actually don't like the dress very much. It looks like something Nikita Dragon would wear to a party, and that's not a compliment. It's a no. It's a no. And I think we can both happily say it's a no. Let's let's move on. Uh, we've got Jimbo. Jimbo looks fab. So she makes a little... Nap- You've seen Nap- Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. You know the bit which is, it's it's a, it's a liger. They're famed for their skills in magic. Yes. She makes that little joke. Um, that's cool. She reminds me of Chitara from Thundercats. I can see that. Yeah, see she looks there. she looks great. She has the cape when she comes in. It's very Jimbo. There's lots of boobies. Uh, Mel B hair with the cat horns. Yeah, I, I like the, I like this look. Yeah, I like this look, Tom. I like and it a I lot. like Jimbo. Yeah, I like her a lot as well. Next up, we got Beggar Chips coming. As do you know, Bagpuss? No. So Bagpuss is a really famous like puppet cartoon character from like the 60s in the uk bit of an icon in the uk to be honest um that's exactly what bagpuss looks like bagpuss was a, a big fat pink and white sag- saggy cat okay uh, and she's done a fantastic job of portraying her but in a drag form this is really really good i mean i think there's the best beggars ever look it really is ever yeah um i love this look I love this look. It's really, really good. It's great. It's like Bagger, who'd have thought? Uh, blue Hydrangea. Again, like, this is very blue. I like it. Like, she, 
Blue just a lot of her her things just come from her own brain. I think. I think Blue Blue is just like, yeah, I want to be a lavender space cat, and that's what I'm going to be, and that's yeah. what she is, and it's great. Um, I see that. <laughs> she's just. I like, like the colors. It's very Cats the Musical, like 2092. Yeah. 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 3012. Yeah. Um, she's singing memories. Or, yeah. Or flashbacks or, 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 or something. Maybe they don't sing in the future. Maybe they just sort of communicate it psychically. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this outfit. I don't know. I like it. I like it, but it looks a bit tacky. Okay. Says me. <laughs> yeah. You, you, because the last time I made the, an avant-garde uh-huh. outfit, um, <laughs> yeah, Kitty, yeah. you know, it, it, it was it, it was, was the epitome of taste. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No. I, I like it, I think. It's making me think, and I think that's what fashion does. Yeah. It, um, it makes you think. It makes you wonder. Yes. So mission accomplished. Let's just move on. We have Monique Hart. Why did they write Monique? Why is it not Mohart? Why did they write Monique Hart? Oh, I don't know. That's naughty. That's not how she naughty. identifies. Naughty. It's Mohart. Mo stunning. Mo looks fab. The the face paint, the makeup is really good. Absolutely. She's really created an illusion there. Um, and she's portraying Luna from Sailor Moon, which is one of your favorite cartoons growing up. It is. It is. Mm. She's um, brought her to life in Porter and Drag. She really, really has. The, the outfit is great. I love the different textures. There's fur, there's PVC, and she's got this great backboard as well. I love this. This is great. Now, that was all of the girls from the, the kitty, mm-hmm. the category one. All I have to say is that I bet you when they were lining up to go on stage, Jujube was sitting there going... Oh shit! Oh shit! Um, Can anybody lend me some cat ears? Yeah, yeah. Does anyone? Yeah, exactly. Does anyone even speak cat ears? She must have been waiting up there, looking at all these looks, and just being like, <laughs> "Do you know? It's entirely possible." She was actually like, "These bitches have got this completely wrong." Yeah, like, like guys, kit, this is not what a kitty girl is. I'm a kitty girl. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I was one of the girls. But I think they looking at her going, Juju B, hurry up, get ready. We're going on stage now. Go, come on. And she's like, I am ready. And I'm like, no, no, no. The, no, the first category is kitty girl. Hurry up, hurry up. At They're least like, draw no. some whiskers on yes. Juju B. She's like, no, this is my look. Like, I, I wonder what their dialogue was backstage. Okay, uh, let's get into the next category. Which is... Butch Queen, first time in drags at a ball. Now we've got Pangina Heels. <laughs> this is funny. I enjoyed this a lot. I mean, this is basically actually the same look that the Vivienne did for the Queen. Yes. Um, in the first ever episode of Drag Race UK. Um, but she's done it through her kind of her own cultural lens. So it's like, I can see that she's going for the Queen, um, but like through her own like crazy lens which i really enjoy like she's got the tweeds in there she's got the kind of checks and stuff she's got boots they're not hunter wellies but she's wearing boots and she gives out loads of character and performs on stage i just love that her thought of you know when they gave her the category oh it's a butch queen she was like now what is a butch queen oh the queen of england yeah 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 (laughs) her that's what her reference to butchers it's, I mean, she's just so feminine. She's just <laughs> so feminine. Pangina just so feminine that her idea of masculinity is the queen. Well, no, she said <laughs> butch equals hunting. There's nothing more butch than hunting. 
And queen, there's no bigger queen than the queen. I mean, that's what she. Said. One plus one equals two, isn't Not it? In this, it's, case. this is the equation here. This is very cute and entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It was as comedic. Uh, you know what? It was very different from the first one. So we get in different facets of her fashion. Yeah, because Janae Jacquet. So she's straight out of Orange is the New Black, really, but a fashion twist. So she's giving us the classic orange prison jumpsuit, but, you know, with some power shoulders, it's in PVC. Um, she's got these culottes. She, she gives us a lot of character. I'm like buying that she's this butch girl in prison. And I love the mullet on her. Yeah, I know? do like it. You know what? I'm a big fan of um, people in general mm-hmm. who model the opposite of what they're wearing yeah um something i've learned from america's next top model oh, okay, um, right, okay. so for Talking example for example like obviously she, she's wearing something that can be quite fierce mm. you know and, and gorgeous and stunning but she's wearing it like a man like a dude she's playing the opposite to that well, which for me makes it more interesting to me it tells the, a story to me, the outfit is masculine because the power shoulders and the hard texture of the pvc but there we go we're seeing different things it's art so you can interpret it in it's different fashion ways. tom mm. it's fashion cheryl hole so yeah She's coming out in this... Oh, Tina Burner is... Oh, she's, she's on the phone. <laughs> Tina Burner is on the phone now. She's sending to the a season UK. to She is. Uh, yeah, it's this sort of flame jumpsuit. She reminds me of... Um, there's a bit of a Kill Bill vibe in there. She's a bit the bride. And like the, the pussy wagon in Kill Bill had that pattern on it, didn't it? Mm, I think so, yes. Which was borrowed for Gaga's and Beyonce's telephone video. But it's also quite evil Knievel. Um the actual jumpsuit itself, I guess she's gone for like quite a masculine cut. I do wish it was like a little bit more nipped in in the middle or something, or it didn't have that clunky kind of cut off at the bottom. But she's playing a masculine character. Um, I do like the hair and the makeup is really, really pretty. And that's a nice contrast to the botchness of the outfit. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Okay. The, besides the fact that, yeah, this could also be Maddie's kind of like... A step up on Maddie's entrance look. Oh, yeah. Maddie yeah. Morphosis. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, we've just been engulfed with flames of these drag queens this oh, year, aren't we? Next up, we've got Juju B. So Juju B steps out in what is giving me kind of power dressing vibes. She's giving me kind of. She's giving me Lucy Lou in Charlie's Angels in that scene where she goes to the university. Okay, yeah, I can buy that. So the, the texture's like some sort of neoprene or something, isn't it? The the fabric. And um, then Tom, she opens it up and there's a contrast like this floral blouse underneath. And she is telling a story. She's, Tom, is this Butch Queen? Does she get this category right? Talk to me. She's power dressing. It's an interpretation of Butch. I don't think the two things are equal, but it's her interpretation. Let's of put it. our pose hats on. Category is... Butch Queen. It's executive realness. Yeah. I don't think this is Butch Queen. I don't. Did, was Juju given the wrong call sheet or something? Well, I th- Was Juju like a last minute villain or something? No. I, well, I, I hope. Like they gave her like one day. <laughs> like one day. The... <laughs> she, she turned up for a gig and they're like, what's in your suitcase? Well, yeah. I, <laughs> they <laughs> saw her at the airport. They're like, oh, look, we're, we're one queen down. Can you just jump can you just, in? Can you just make the suitcase work? Yeah. For an entire season of Drag Race. Do you? I don't. It's, to be honest, like when I was looking at her walk down the runway, again, she's so beautiful. The hair is nice. Um, but 
like there was just something a bit wrinkly and off about the fabric and stuff. If she's going to go for this power dressing thing, she'd been better off going for like a classic chic Mugler, big shoulder, nipped in waist thing. But the fabric is so weird. And then she is telling the story by opening is it, it up. Is the fabric butch because it's not ironed? <laughs> Do you know, it looks wipe clean. It looks practical. Okay. Uh, next up, we got... Oh, Jimbo. So this is great. This is this is exactly what we need. So Jimbo is... So when I see motorcycle bodice, what do, who do we think of? We think of Beyonce in the Mugler. Excellent, Paolo. Thank you. Obviously, that had like more of a flame motif, and that's the classic Mugler. But I do think the inspiration was taken from that. But she's given it a bit of a kind of twist. She's a bit Elvira. She's a bit Cher. She's a bit Peaches. You know, she's this very... Is- on point, on category, and it's flipping fashion. So good. The chains, the PVC. The whole handle on she, the breasts, which is what she's known for. This is so good. She's a tough biker chick, isn't she? Jimbo's Jimbo's one to watch. Yeah. Just two categories in, and we can say that. We've got beggar chips. So back, <laughs> like, after the amazing Bagpuss runway, this was a little bit of a step down for me because it's just... A bit too simple or something. Like, I would say about Bagger, like, the Bagpuss look was clearly bought and somebody made it for her. And it was an idea that she had. With this, it's just a bit like, oh, it's like some of the details are a bit off in the fit and stuff. And I guess, you know, it's a bit G.I. Jane. And that's kind of all I'm getting. And it, yeah, she's telling the story of her. Uh... All I want to say is that... Um... At least it fits the theme, but I do want to say she should have at least worn a wig for me because everything that she's wearing is man, and I don't think it's it's not butch queen. It's just butch. I do wonder if she was going for a fairly direct Demi Moore and GI Jane reference, and that was just one step away from shaving her head, really, like a mullet or something, something to make it queen. Because right now, which this is just pure butch. Demi Moore shaved her head for GI Jane. So maybe that's just the Well, they choose thing. a different reference. Or a bald cap. Choose a different reference. I'm sorry. Mm. It's Butch Queen. Yeah. It's a, it's a miss for me. Now, Blue Hydrangea, I'm loving this look. This is cool and this really imaginative. This is such a good look. I really like it. Because she's literal Butch Queen, isn't she? Yep. And this is really, really good because I feel like it's poking fun at conventional masculinity. Um, you know, she's gone for this strongman motif. She's a bit Creole de Ville. She's a bit Malena Dietrich. She's a bit... Um, Victor Victoria like this is great there's even like the big top effect in the in the pattern on the skirt the leopard print giving me that strongman vibe Um, she's even got like a masculine little bow tie in there this is one of the best ones on this runway I think this is such a great look my eyes are dancing at that silhouette how it starts off wide and out and it's just that, uh, yeah, I'm loving the dance. I'm loving the tattoos. And I don't know if she did it on purpose, but the tattoos are so close. The black stripey tattoos are so close to her armpit that I thought it was beautified armpit oh, hair. And, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, you know, Tom, as I said, this is art and this is what I see yes. through my fashion eyes. We interpret it's making it. me question. It's making me see things. <laughs> um, but I'm really loving this look. I like this Good look Good job, a lot. Blue. Yeah, it's such a great look. Yeah. Next up, we've got Talk To Me, Talk To Me, Miss Monique. No, Mohart. Mo-ha. I like that. Why are they put Monique Hart up there? Um, 
I like this a lot. This is really, really good. To me, she's giving me the leather man from the village people. Oh, look at that cod piece. I didn't spot that when she first stepped out. Um, there's some great details in here. She's got this cool flat top hair. Again, she's mixing in butch and queen by putting on the lipstick and stuff. Mm. Um, she reveals her bottom. She's got the lavender hanky. Really, really good. Good job, Monique. Mo. Yeah. Mo. Oh, and it's got a reveal, yes. which has her ass. I mean, I love this look. It looks stunning. It looks it looks fierce. It's like straight lace, lesbian androgyny. Yeah. Grace Jones. Mm. I mean, it's it's a hit. It's yeah, a hit, definitely. The final category is you wear it well, which is the construction challenge. Really, they had to make this look. Yeah. Now we're starting off with Pangina heels. What are our thoughts? I, I think I'm just like trying to decide how much I like it. Really, I think this is really ambitious. She's got this, this sort of shiny, ruched. Uh, fabric that looks a bit like a quality street wrapper. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just what it looks like. And it's kind of draped asymmetrically across a bodice. Now, I really want to like it, but there's something about the proportions that don't feel quite right to me. And it doesn't 100% scream rue to me. Yeah. Um, her makeup is lovely. And I love the 20s look that she's gone for to kind of like set it off and the fascinator. Again, I think more beauty makeup would have given me more rue. I can't see rue in this makeup. I I guess I don't know 100%. Are they supposed to do their best to serve a top-to-toe rue-esque look? Or is it like a concept inspired by rue? The brief was Something from scratch, create a dress that Mama Rue would want to wear. When I look at the close-ups... It looks nice in the details and stuff. I think I like the top half better than the bottom half. There's something about the gloves that I don't like. How it's how there's the finish, you know, where the glove starts. Yeah. It just it's just fabric, loose fabric. It doesn't it's not it just looks like someone had just cut it and pasted it on so quite I think, quite hurriedly. I think Pangina spent too much time helping other people and she was in a rush to finish this. And if that's the case, that's a real shame. The look, the drawing that she gave to RuPaul, I was seeing something much more elegant than what I feel has been delivered. Of course, it's going to be harder. There's a time frame. Yeah. They're rushed. It's RuPaul's best friend's race where we saw everyone helping each other out of the back. But you should always put yourself first, babes. And... um. I, I, I'm not, I'm not wowed by this look. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, it's, I think I expected a little more. Is all. It's not. It's not the worst thing, but I expect a little more. And I think as well in the sketch, there's an implication of like ruffles of tulle rather than like a heavy fabric like mm. this, which probably would have worked better. I think. Now, Janae Jake. I think she looks really good. She's given me kind of Farrah Fawcett in Studio Fifty Four wearing Halston kind of vibes. It's cute, isn't it? It's, it's nice. It's a good look. The I mean, whole thing, the wig, the face, the... She made this. Yeah, I mean, it's its a jumpsuit, but it's an elevated jumpsuit, you know? Do you know what? Sometimes if fashion is not your thing, just be good enough to yeah. survive the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have to win, and I feel that she's done that. I do too. It's asymmetric. Um, her body looks amazing. Um, the the tall ruffle and the train all looks cool, very of the era. Rue loves disco. Good mm. job, Janie. I think very good job. Yeah. I like this. 
Uh, next up, we've got Cheryl Hole. Oh, Cheryl Hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. Like, um, I'm sorry. She's- Cheryl, like, I have to obviously preface it by saying Cheryl is such a lovely and talented queen, but this is ugly. This is really, really bad. And she even says as she walks down the runway, this might be the worst dress ever on RuPaul's dress. I can't disagree with her. Like, I think I preferred Lala Ree's bag dress to this. Tom, don't no, go I'm, that far. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stand by that. So what she did is she made this weird kind of like mini skirt type thing, and then had a sort of piece of fabric that looked nice, and just tied it around her. <laughs> just like for me, she just literally tied it around her. It clashes so much. Yeah, it's just it really, really offends my eyes. I'm sorry. There's something just so hideous about it. This is just so lacking in taste in any way she's got these chains she's got these gold details she's got this sort of multi-colored level leopard scarf it's in a shade of orange that suits her in no way shape or form she said she's ready to do another she's a mediocre this isn't even mediocre this is meh i don't care this is meh i don't care what comes down the runway next she's in the bottom <laughs> okay next up we've got juju b this uh, the first thing I think about this is it's actually a very similar silhouette to um, her dress on the runway last week. High slit up the middle and not quite a halter. She's got like an asymmetric strap. Um, I guess you're going for like a bit of a Versace-esque vibe. It does annoy me that I can see her knickers again. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. It's just it's just an attention to detail that's missing. Um it's not the worst thing. I think it looks nicer from the back. It actually. looks really good from the back. It looks nicer from yeah. the back. She should have walked and turned around <laughs> and just walked backwards, not let them see the front. Do you know, it'd work better, I think, if she'd gone for a bit more of a conventional bodice and not made it quite so complicated. And if that slit at the front was just a bit lower, it'd be more elegant. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Or actually just do the side. Why, just, why does that have to be up the middle? Mm. Jimbo. I think Jimbo's hit the brief. This is something RuPaul would wear. Um, it's, you know, this heavy sequin glamorous fabric. She She's doing the slit right, I think. Uh, there's a low bust line, a power shoulder. It's very like Nolan Miller. It's very like something that Joan Collins or Diane Carroll would wear in Dynasty. You know? I think this is Jimbo's week. I think she's done really well. The thing is, I, I, just, I just hope she can dance. Next up, we got Bag of Chips. Now, Bag of Chips is wearing a lovely dress designed by Pangina Heels. Designed and created, I think. I, I I don't mind this look at all. If, if anything, I think I prefer a bit more than Pangina's. It's more of a conventional rue look. I'd say the length is ever so slightly off. It could do with being like an inch longer. This is, but why am I complaining? Because this is so much better than anybody expected from Bagger. Like. Again, she's done the hair and makeup right because it's a RuPaul updo. It looks inspired by her. But if, with it being bagger, she's given me very like Coronation Street or EastEnders barmaid vibes okay. at an award show of some kind. Um, it's almost got like a Mackie-esque kind of quality with the this kind of like Florence dress with the like jewel embellishments and stuff. It's basic. I know it's a basic construction, but you know what? It's good enough for her to survive. Again, when it's not it your is, thing, you yeah. just need to be good enough to just not be in the bottom. If Pangina is anywhere near the bottom, a bagger needs to scream, no, take me, because Pangina made this. She needs to pull a Willem <laughs> yes. and say, I volunteer as tribute. Andrew will say, you're going off script. <laughs> Blue looks cool. Um, I like this. I really love this oxblood color. 
is beautiful in the sequin fabric. Again, a jumpsuit, but she's added a bit of elevation with the asymmetry, the train. Um, I like it. I, I would like have it. liked it more if the shoulder puff was more le poof. It just looks like saggy. Oh, it's hanging like a, a bit like too a, like much. A, it look, it's like a hanging testicle. That's what <laughs> I see on, on the shoulder. And I think well, it is a that's the only... I wish it was like... You know, Janae JK was poofy. She used was, a light yeah. tool fabric. Well, I, th- I feel that that would have made it very... I, I thought it would have made it better and it also would have made it very RuPaul. Also, um, I do like that blue kind of took on a bit of Ru makeup. Like the eyes. Yeah, it's very upswept. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big Rue hair. I think she's done a really good job. It overall. is a good job. It's yeah. a great job. I love it. Now we've got uh, Mo Hard. Mo looks great, I think. I think, again, this gives me RuPaul vibes. Big hair. I always love Rue in red hair. She doesn't wear it enough. Monique looks great in this red hair as well. There's like a neon reflector material going on. In, is it on purpose? Okay, okay, I do know what you're talking about. So she's used mostly this kind of like sequin dotted green lime fabric. Um, but there's a, a slightly different color green in the middle, which she's added for interest and a bit of asymmetry and stuff. Okay. Okay. Maybe it would have been nicer if she stuck to one fabric overall. It's a more complicated construction compared to like uh, uh, Begar yeah. and, and them. She has she has a bit of skill and technique put in there. It, it's a cute look. It does give me like Zoldi vibes. You know, this could have been made for Rue. Okay. So who are our winners? Base it on... I think give more credit to the what the what the queens have created. So if I say my three favorite um, looks that I'm looking at on the runway now, Jimbo, absolutely. Um, I think Janie and Monique, Mo, mm. um, maybe Blue, Bagger Safe. Um, I think the bottom will be Juju B and Cheryl. Cheryl has to be in the bottom. If she isn't, it's some sort of travesty. Cheryl and Jujubi are in the bottom. Jujubi more because the other t- the, her other two looks were just... What? They have to pull her up on that. They were so off theme. And if I think about my, my top girls, Jimbo's first two looks were amazing. Mo's first two looks were amazing. I was going to say, I hate Mo's wig, but then I think that wig is specific. It's, it's a wig that RuPaul's worn, made famous, and it, it's supposed yeah. to be that it's supposed to be bad. Earlier in her yeah, career. Yeah, so yeah. I think that was... I was like, that wig is so hideous. And actually, I think that's... I think she's taking the piss of RuPaul because that's one of the wigs I think she's worn, I think. Janie's first two looks were, were good, but not as good as Jimbo's and Mo's. My least favorite looks that were constructed are Cheryl and Pangina. Yeah, but you know, and seeing them all up there, I'll have to also put Cheryl. I think Cheryl, Juju, and Pan Pan are kind of in the lower end. Mm. I I think the two winners this week are going to be Jimbo and Mo. Jimbo and Mo, and it'll be down to the lip sync. I think Janie could be high, maybe Sorry, Blue could be high. if it's Jimbo and Mo, the winner's going to be the other person. <laughs> I just don't see it. But um, yeah, for me, definitely Jimbo's at the top. Um, Mo, or even for me, maybe Blue. Blue could be up there, Janie could or be Janae. up there. Or Janae, yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we have a look? Should we continue? All right, now the top two mm-hmm. is Janae JK yes. and Jimbo again. Yes. So the winner this week is Janae... <laughs> 
<laughs> before we see the lipstick. Before um, we and Jimbo, congratulations. The bottom two are Juju B and Cheryl, which, mm-hmm. pre- which we predicted. I do want to say this. I need to start trusting my own instincts because I didn't like Mo's look, her final look. But I was pressured because I'm like, she's a seamstress. She seems to know what she's doing. You were saying that it looked good. So then I said it looked good. But in the back of my mind, in my heart, I was thinking, I don't really like her. And then they said that it wasn't good. So I'm like, moving forward, Tom, I'm well, just going to tell, I'm just gonna no tell it how it is. Okay, I'm just putting it up there. But the minute that they um, said that Janae was in the top of Jimbo, it was like we can safely it's over. before the lip sync. It's it's Janae's. Um, so in the back room, when, they, when they're trying to convince them mm-hmm. to keep me in the talks, I wouldn't even talk to Jimbo. <laughs> I just spend my whole time trying to convince Janae to keep me because let us be real, mm-hmm. she's going to win the lip sync. And it seems, I guess, like one thing that we were talking about actually during the kind of untucked segment, like we, we both said, does Jujubee really want to be here? Yeah. I think there's such a thing as being given so many chances by RuPaul that it kind of loses its currency and its value. I don't get a huge sense of commitment. Sure, she's always a good time, Jujubee, but I kind of feel like she's maybe along for the ride. She doesn't have the fight. She doesn't have the fight. She doesn't, and I say this slightly seem like she cares enough well, I, I they're think all that's saying accurate. the judges are saying oh you haven't arrived yet it's because she never came you know i think every other girl there even mo who's on her third try this means a lot to them yeah and for juju it's a bit like well you know it's my fourth time if i don't win this time i'll win next time there it is yeah. i want to say this show is called uk versus the world mm-hmm. the bottom two is america juju b and shul whole uk if for me if the show was uk versus the world if you're not in the uk i would assume that you would try to take out the uk because mm-hmm. that's the whole premise of the show for me so I would have been like, okay, Cheryl has to go. You want to break up that little UK alliance, don't you? But f- from my point of view, I truly believe that, you know, we place the most emphasis on the final garment. Charles is one of the worst dresses I've ever seen on Drag Race. Full stop. And um, it's not up for debate. Okay. Jujubees is okay. Um, also, Cheryl, lovely queen, so charming. Um, I do actually think that Jujubee has more to give even though it's her fourth bite of the cherry, mm. has more to give the rest of the competition. And so wonderful, charming girl that she is, I probably would pick Cheryl to go home. I just want Juju B to be honest with herself because Cheryl really wants it. That's the other thing here, isn't it? Do and you reward somebody's like, fire? Yeah, and she really wants it. And this mm. is a second chance. She has more of a like pleading. So if you're not 100% going to be there, Juju then just bow out because she will really wants to be here. And yes, I would choose Cheryl's lips to go home, but if, but like, if I just mm. feel like she wants it more. Anyway, the lips, the, the lip sync is between Janae and Jimbo to supermodel. A really weird remix and though. Janae had won. Janae was just beautiful to look at doing the good moves. And that all fringe that. worked for her. Yeah. Loved the hair on her. Jimbo was having her own fun time in Jimbo Land. Jimbo was just having Jimbo fun times. <laughs> Do you know what? I bet you RuPaul's sitting there going, 
how am I going to get her to be a contender if she can't win a badge? She literally can't. At this this point. is <laughs> yeah. like, it's, what do we have to do it's a bit to like, give you a win, Jimbo? Like, she's this is the easiest song. This yeah. is just turn it to the left, work. Now turn it to the right, work. <laughs> now Shante, now Shante. It's the easiest song. They're like, surely this is the song we're yeah. going to give to Jimbo to win. It's just walking and turning left and turning right. This has to be it. But but then you put up against Janae. Janae's a great dancer. She's a great... I mean, for me, the winner was Janae. What do you say? I agree. But who do you think Janae will pick before we look at the lipsticks? Janae, well, actually, we just we just decided Janae's won. We just Cheryl, decided. yeah. Um, I think so, too. I also think Jimbo would have chosen Cheryl as well. I think they both would have chose Cheryl. Yeah. Yep. And as we predicted, the winner was Janae. And Janae chose Cheryl she to go did. home. She did. Again, like... I can't say it enough. Like she's so lovely and has such a lovely sense about her, and she's very entertaining in and of herself. But it, unfortunately, she just did the worst this week. Yeah, and it was the correct decision. Yeah, do you know? And as I was watching them wait for who was going to go home, mm. what it clicked to me is that I don't think Juju B is really there to win. I don't think she's she's a contestant in herself. She doesn't think she can win, but. I, don't think that she wants to lose either. Well, Juju B needs to snap out of it. She, she just needs to find herself because, you know, she's lovable. We love her. Uh, she's one of the most <laughs> lovable queens in Drag Race history. But I think the observations about her not being present are completely correct. And yep. I don't I don't want to think that she doesn't care. Maybe this episode will make her realise that she does care. Yeah. And like the fire yeah. Okay, cool. We've gone a bit over, but you're welcome. <laughs> Um, again, make sure to join us for season 14 later on this week and another episode of UK versus the world the next world. week. Okay, great. Leave us a review. Uh, follow us on social media and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you'll see us next week. No, you'll see us this week. This is Bolo and Dr. Tom. See you guys soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.